Welcome to Cutscenes and Cupcakes, the podcast. Hey, look, it showed up down there. Yeah. We decided to record today, which is awesome because you can see our beautiful spaces, but I still don't have to wear a bra. I'm not Same here. We're missing getting together to record, but it has been kind of fun to try out a couple different ways to do this. This is a fun one. You probably can't tell by our background, but we are in the beautiful city of Columbia today. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. <laughs> because we are going to talk about the game Bioshock Infinite, an oldie but goodie. Yay! <laughs> is it an oldie? I feel old when you say that. <laughs> is it? It was like 2000. It was a while ago. I want to say it was like 2011. No, it was 2012. It was 2013. Okay. Okay. So still, well, that was seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. We're getting I know. old. I know. Um, before we get into all that, though, I'm Steph. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marley. We have our little names. Yeah, or my name, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our names actually really well describe like our personalities. Like Stephanie goes for the funny, like kind of cute name. <laughs> Marley goes for like the professional, but there's a little it's bit printed. of a joke in there. And then there's <laughs> me who's just like boring old wins. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um well, if you haven't listened to our first episode on Bioshock One, go to that <gasps> as well. Yeah, it's it is a first episode. Be warned. <laughs> that would um, be a fun project to listen to our first one, and then listen to this one since they're both Bioshock episodes. Tell us how far we've come, if yeah. anywhere. Hopefully, somewhere. We have. Oh, I feel like I've grown too. We skipped right over two and went straight to infinite. <laughs> My daughter, when sometimes she'll do. Like not oh, on her forehead. Eyes. Her third like, eye. Is I'm watching you, you but not <laughs> on her eyes on her forehead. <laughs> That's adorable. Be like, what the? <laughs> Stop throwing your gang signs at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well, before we dive into or fly up to Columbia, yeah, it's a little more accurate. <laughs> Marley. Um, uh, let's do our not a sponsor segment. So this is the little segment that we like to just talk about some other things going on in our lives besides video games, because we do have other interests, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mine's I heavily do. video game themed, but okay. it's different. <laughs> you go first then. Oh, Okay. Um, so mine is Jeremy Soul. Do either of you know who that is? No. No. He is the composer who wrote the music for um, the Elder Scrolls series, um, specifically just Oblivion and Skyrim, um, which are two amazing games. Yeah, I think he did I think he did write that actually. Yeah. And he wrote like the ambient tracks that you play that play while you're playing the game. And they're just so amazing and so peaceful. Like as you guys know, but no one else knows yet, but will know when I make this sentence work. Um, <laughs> I was like super anxious, like an hour ago. And like, I took my like emergency med and I was like, okay, I just have to wait for this to kick in and I'm going to start feeling better. And then I'll, I can like move on. And I just like flipped on Jeremy's soul and I started listening to um, his like latest song. It's like Fantasos or something. I probably obliterated that, but I don't want to go look it up because I'm scared it'll kick me out of the show. Um, and then I listened to some Skyrim soundtrack and it was just like exactly what I needed. And it was so peaceful and so beautiful like his music sets such an amazing mood of like sacredness. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, and like I could go into huge, I could write essays about like how the song Far Horizons makes me feel or the streets of White Run and 
how I just want to emulate those songs in my demeanor <laughs> because they're so amazing and like the mood that they set and like it's I don't know it just kind of all ties into how I think like music is spirituality and how it you know it affects so much of your mood in your life if you just it's like taking I I promise I'm not high or like thinking abstractly too much hopefully but like I feel like listening to a song is the same thing <laughs> as taking what are you doing I just sneezed but I muted oh. it so no one oh, okay. I see <laughs> I, I thought you were laughing at me because I was staring off in the distance as I no. make this weird sentence. <laughs> Um, no, I feel like taking, like listening to a song is the same thing as like taking a drug to alter your mood, but like, it's the healthiest thing you can do. Like it doesn't hurt anyone. It inspires everyone. And like it, I don't know. I'm just super inspired by him and I'm super in love with him. Um, and I, I feel you because I listened to the new Jonas Brothers song today and it made me very happy. Like well, there drink. you go. Yay. <laughs> I saw you post about that stuff and that made me happy. <laughs> I've been listening to the new Joe Bros album for a it's while so now. Good. <laughs> not to show you're not a sponsor, but I was concurring. That's okay. Joe Bros and Jeremy Soul are very similar. <laughs> um no, I just I'm super hoping that he's in the next Elder Scrolls installment, which is gonna be years away, but I can't wait to see what he does next because it's so beautiful and so moving that Mm -hmm. I just, it makes the whole game for me. It made the whole game of Skyrim special and it made Oblivion special because it would be playing in the background. So anyway, thank you for attending my Ted talk. (laughs) Um, That is my not a sponsor. We could um, collaborate a video game playlist, a video game Scores. Scores playlist. Wow, thank you. And <laughs> post it for our listeners to listen to because I feel like we actually okay. talked about scores. Not a I lot, but we mentioned it several times. So I would do that, we... but I need to make several different moods. Like this is what you have sex to. This is what you do the laundry to. This is what you cry to. Like I I would need a mood. Series. This is this is what you can study to, or just yeah, you know when you need like a little pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll no, I one as an overall, and then move on. Spread our wings. You know Spread what we wings. should do is we should make a blog post about it and put in little clips from the music. And speaking of blogs, we have a blog ep- uh, post. I was going to say blog a episode. Blog episode. <laughs> a blog post on our website and it's about it's actually about the first Bioshock because we're kind of having like this fun little like Bioshock like week I guess you could call it but no also I wanted to say Lindsay um like about kind of back to what you're talking about like it's it's so true like how even video game scores can have such an impact on your mood Because, Mm -hmm. like, just like people like to go back and listen to, like, movie scores, video game scores are right up there, if not even, like, more incredible. And I only say that because, like, video games tend to be longer than movies, so Mm -hmm. they have a lot more um, music that they need to fill in the space and everything. But, you know, and it's just, it's, it really has, like, a really, like, impact on you. Like, I went back... Um, I was playing the DLCs of the Spider-Man games and just like when I pulled up the main um, loading page and it was playing the main theme, like I just instant chills, yeah, like full body chills, like, cause it's just, it's such a good game and you're just like, yes, I feel so much better now. Well, it's I amazing remember... how powerful they are. Sorry, Steph, keep going. No, you're fine. I remember when we did the Detroit episode, I actually watched a documentary on the making of Detroit. (laughs) And they talked about how each character has a different, not just different scores, but different instruments they use for each score. And Mm -hmm. even like they invented an instrument for, I think, um, Marcus's score. And you don't think about how much uh, like thought and effort is actually put into it. Uh, well, I don't. I guess that's not always the yeah. thing to think of. But it it really is amazing. 
We watched um, Zenimation on Disney Plus today, which is where they show um, parts of Disney movies, animated movies, but they take out all the background music so you can hear in detail all the sound effects that go into it. And that was really interesting because it's so detailed, like everything has a sound, even though it's not necessarily the thing you focus on. And I'm sure video games are the same thing where they put in so much time and energy into their sound editing. And it's like focused mainly on the gameplay, on the character building and the story, which is all amazing, but it's also cool to see the other, all the aspects brought into it together. Right. No, I agree completely. It's it's mind blowing. And like I could do an entire podcast just about this because I it affects me so strongly. But like side mission ideas. Side mission ideas, yeah, sure. Definitely. Like hit me. And blog posts. Because like, I don't know. I'm I consider myself a pretty creative person. Like I have a lot of outlets creatively. And um I'm not good at creating music i'll never be good at creating music i've given up on that but if i could write like a paragraph or a book or anything that would make me feel as much as like the zelda 25th anniversary medley makes me feel i would i would just die like it would be amazing like i music is so potent but yeah anyway that's why not a sponsor we should move on (laughs) No, I think it's great. And I mean, even just like our um, episode that we're doing today on Bioshock Infinite, like it has an incredible score as well that just really like sets the mood for um, what you're getting into in Columbia. And like, we're just going to talk about it because we're already on the subject. But like when you first like enter Columbia and you're like in that church, you guys remember oh, like the yeah. beautiful the beautiful choir music that's going on in the background? But it's so mm-hmm. eerie at the same yes. time. Right? That's it's like, perfect. But that's the point because you're like mm-hmm. in this like strange place and you don't know where you are and you're like, what's and going on? But it's also very like um like has Americana themes to it too, which totally ties into everything in Infinite. Yes. Which we will talk more about. Yes. Uh, Okay, I'll go next. So my not a sponsor, I feel like I got chastised by this a little bit the other day when we were all talking about the subject of pizza. Um, no. My not a sponsor <laughs> is my... Else. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that, Lindsay. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> my one, one of my favorite pizza places is Blaze. And I'm going to do that as my not a sponsor. <laughs> because while I do love Little Caesars, I also have, you know, good taste as well. And like gourmet pizza, Little Caesars has its own place in time. Anyways, Blaze. <laughs> I love Blaze because it is delicious and it, you get like your own like little personal pizza. It's not that small. It's that small. It's yeah, it's not like, I'm very disappointed in that size of pizza. pizza. <laughs> like, what, did it come it's out big. of the bake oven? Like, <laughs> Yes! No, um, but yeah, they have, like, this delicious pizza. It's called White Top, and it's just, like, a it's like an Alfredo sauce and cheese and bacon and garlic, and it's so good. And I kind of want to go there right now because that sounds really good. <laughs> hmm. Anyways... That's all I have to say on it. That's a good one. (laughs) I love the way the pizza makes you feel. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I do, but that's a different podcast as well. Experience. It is though. Have you guys been to Blaze? (laughs) I do do like Blaze, and their ranch is really good. Not that you eat ranch, but I do with my pizza. Mm. Yes, top not top not (laughs) ranch. I was going to do um, a TV show, but it was kind of like a angry, not a sponsor because single parents just got canceled and I have a lot of feelings about it. Oh, but instead I'm going to do my paddleboard that I just got. Nice. I, I could remember where we got it. It was someplace in Sandy, Utah, 
but the guys there were really knowledgeable and really helpful. But anyways, I got a paddleboard and I'm really excited. Um, and it was, we've only taken out once so far, but I think we're actually going to Flaming Gorge next weekend as like a day trip to do it. Flaming Gorge. <laughs> what did I say? Flaming you Gorge. Said, you said, you said, it. Flaming you said Gorge. it right. Oh, okay. I just repeated you. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just correct my pronunciations of things so often that I get self-conscious. Um, I don't know where I was going, but it's you're uh, you're going to Flaming Gorge, and you're going to take your paddleboard out again. Um, so it'd be nice to do something outside and on the water and. We got Aria a little um, life vest so she can like sit on the front while we paddle around. And um, it's just really fun to have outdoors outdoor activities to do. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about my paddleboard. Nice. If you want to know that more about my adventures, follow me on, oh, what is my Instagram ha handle now? Uh, happy Chubby Hippie uh, Instagram. That's your Insta? Yeah, I just changed it. Oh, are you a hippie? I feel like I'm a little hippie-ish. She yeah. likes crystals. She does have crystals. We, uh, did, yeah. we did stage my new massage room. Oh, She's a hippie. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I just, I, I guess I just don't associate you with that label. I wasn't there for your rebranding, but I, I can see it. Well, I think I'm going to change it soon, too, so we'll see. <laughs> Well, you better follow her soon because it's going to change. <laughs> um, on a side note, before we start our episode, I wanted to just mention some like video gaming news. It's kind of sad, sure. but I think that it fits um, our gaming experience really well. Yeah, so let's hear it. Um, God of War, the new one, a ton. Mm -hmm. And Christopher Judge is the voice actor. But... The person that they did the fighting combat styles and um, modeled that after was a WWE wrestler named um, what is it? Shad Gaspard, and he he died recently. He was um, he was swimming with his son off the coast in California, and they both got caught in a riptide, and the um, lifeguard came out, and he told him to save his son, and he couldn't get to both of them. So I just thought oh it was like, like it's, it's so tender and cute and like Kratos died saving his son, his boy. Like I just thought it was really tender and like thought that we should give a little shout out to Shad Gaspard and um, his family and hope like rest in peace. And I hope your family's doing well. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I know. I know. I don't mean to bring it down, but we've talked about God of War so much and we love the game so much. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. I just mm -hmm. mentioned that. So, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to segue out of that. That's sad. And yeah. Well, oh, well. Um, it's fragile. I don't know. <laughs> it really is. I guess speaking of father relationships, um, Bioshock Infinite has quite yeah. the story. Yeah. There's a segue. Yeah. That's a segue. Yeah. That's a segue that happens. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I you're right, though. It is, it is a theme throughout Bioshock, and I am excited to dive up. Oh. Blast off. Why? Oh, blast off. That's a good one. <laughs> that just reminds me of like a. But it's like, kind of like the magic school bus. <laughs> I don't know. So the basis of Bioshock Infinite is so it's it's interesting because it's it's um it's already pretty different from the first Bioshock, especially where the um, protagonist, the person that you are playing in the game, you auto like from the beginning you know their name, you know who this person is. Um, cause in the first Bioshock, like you never, you don't really, I don't think you find out his name until like you, the end or you ever have to dig pretty deep into the lore. Um, yeah. His name is Jack, Jack mm -hmm. Ryan, which is yeah. you know, fun, but, yeah. um, yeah, you, there's no way you know that until like after the twist and right. like, then some, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It is, it is kind of cool that, you know. Bioshock opens with the banging on the door. Booker DeWitt, you know. 
Yeah. So. And so you automatically know who you are in this game. And all you know is that you have to go um, find this girl. And um, you all you know is that she's in the city of Columbia and that you got to go rescue her, find her because you owe a debt to somebody and you don't, it's not really clear as like, there's not really many more details other than that. And so you're, yeah. So you're just like, I got to go, I guess I got to go to Columbia and find it. Cause he's like down on earth and then he's got to go up to Columbia. Yes. Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) What's the word? It's what the South wanted to do to the North during the civil war. Um, seed. It seeded the United States. Oh, seed as in C E D E. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Seed. <laughs> I am not a flower spellist. It's definitely Wait. not S E E D because that would mean they would just like come and plant some flowers. Oh, I hope everyone enjoys our spelling humor. <laughs> Solid spelling humor. <laughs> But yeah, so Booker goes up to Columbia, but kind of as I mentioned before, when we were talking about the music in this game, he finds that in order to enter the city, he has to like, he has to be baptized and basically like (laughs) kind of become a new, like be kind of born again in such a way in order to like enter the city. Like you have to be cleansed in order to enter Columbia and so he and goes it, through it the motions. It's really weird. It's yeah, it's it's odd. It, you know, especially if that's something that you're just well, not used to, but you know looking you are the forefathers as you're getting submerged and baptized in the water. Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Very um, ominous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think it's interesting during that scene when they're baptizing you. They're singing like an old African spiritual song, which is interesting in the fact that Columbia is a really racist city. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I was doing some like research, just remembering this um, game, I got sucked into a Wikipedia hole. So, That's always um, fun. Yeah. Columbia, which is the, femin- the female representation of America. I even have a graphic for you. We recognize, oh, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. Where are you going to put it? Am I sharing? Am I screen sharing? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we've all seen like pictures like this. She is majestic. Yes. So her name is Columbia. She's the female representation of the United States, which is what Columbia is based off of because it's supposed to be like, an idolization of the America that they want Columbia to be. And we also mm-hmm. see her. We all recognize this lady. Oh. <laughs> From Columbia Pinterest. Oh. Oh. So it comes full it, circle. It, it, it didn't click on it. I see the bottom about. half. Did that work? Yeah. yeah. Her. Her. Yeah. Okay. I've always thought that would be the easiest Halloween costume ever, but no yes. one would get it. <laughs> I think about that every it. time I go to a movie. Like, <laughs> just bring a torch and people are like, oh, you're the Statue of Liberty, but not great. I'm like, no, that's not you it. You could even like theme it too if you wanted to be like, I don't know, like goth and hold up a skull. Anyways. Sure. Um, <laughs> And it's also but then people will confuse you for Hamlet. <laughs> it's also for interesting because Columbia, uh-huh. the city, is based off of uh, the World Fair that happened to celebrate Columbus's 400-year discovery of the oh, United yeah, States. Yeah. Mm. And then I got into a weird uh, Wikipedia trap about H.H. Um, H. Holmes. Yeah, I was, that, that's what my yeah. next thought was. Oh, my during God, the World, World, Fair. World Fair, he murdered a bunch of women that stayed at his hotel. So mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. Interesting. Right. Interesting point. And they're all kind of on theme for how Columbia feels. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, my my favorite thing about this game, like kind of the theme, is that it's very steampunk. Like mm-hmm. Even even more so than 
uh, the first Bioshock. Like the first Bioshock has a lot of steampunk elements to it, but this one I feel like really um, just, I mean, there's just a lot more of it. I mean, there's, it feels like a lot more mechanical, especially because like, I fell into the same Wikipedia hole step. There was a there was a, there was like a part that kind of talked about how like in Rapture, the underwater city in the first Bioshock, you're a little more limited to your surroundings because you're in these buildings, you're underwater. But with um but with Bioshock Infinite and being in Columbia, there's like having it being open in the air and everything. There's a lot more um, that the game developers could do and like include in the gameplay and stuff, like such as the um, the skyhook system. Yeah, you know I was about, about the skyhook. <laughs> the skyhook. <laughs> the skyhook. <laughs> yes. Well, like, and he can like use like the cable system to like get around town like a lot quicker and just like jump on the things and and even just like having lots of like uh thing like opponents like coming after him shooting stuff at him. I mean, for goodness sakes, like we got to mention the songbird. Like that's oh, a crazy yeah. like thing um, adversary that he has the, to fight. <laughs> the firefighters and like the kind of like automatons. It is much more mechanical. Um, so yeah, no, that's well, and even um, observation. What's the weapon? The that no, isn't it like that in the first couple scenes where they like take off someone's face? Yep, huh? that's the same thing. All right, is it, it, it is graphic and it is wonderful. So graphic, <laughs> it almost made me like not want to play, but I endured. Yeah, what, no, what I don't want to not play is like the racism like in the very beginning when you're like supposed to like um throw an apple or the ball or whatever yeah. at the couple that's like tied oh. up out there like yeah it, it got dark fast and yeah. not in a direction i thought it would be going dark and so i was like oh i don't know if i want to like play this so of course you know i do the thing and i throw it at the guy and get myself in all kinds of trouble but man yeah, this thematically, I think it's it's different. It's apples and oranges, but thematically, I think it's a little darker than one and two was. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Though in my Wikipedia hole, I was reading more about like the themes and stuff too. And actually, the game developer like he didn't want it. Like it, it is interesting that we bring up racism because like he didn't want the game to like be about that, but because of the time period that it was in racism was, it was a part, it was just there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like, it was a part of everybody's lives. Um, yeah. it's not like, obviously it's not like how it is today, but like even back then, cause I think this was what, 1912 something. Yeah. You know, like that was just, that was just a part of the culture. Um, right. so the game developer didn't really want that to like be an overall theme, but he, so he wanted people to more focus on the, the theme of like making choices yeah. and your consequences and how, you know, things affect your life um, down the road and stuff. And I mean, cause we see that a lot with um, my favorite, my, probably my favorite characters besides Booker and Elizabeth are the, um, the twin couple. Yeah. The who? The coin tossers? Yeah. The Lutices. The twins. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Robert and Rosalind Lutice. Yeah, because they they show up like seriously everywhere. Yeah. And like right and, after that first big scene with that couple in the apple tossing. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, definitely. They they're very much a part of like choice and consequence and like chance and just like and how it's just like constant in every universe that um booker finds himself in um during this game yeah i was reading that part too of the wikipedia article and i thought it was really funny that he uh, mentioned he didn't want to like this game to him was not political Mm -hmm. which i think is hysterical because it's like it feels very political like i understand his 
vision, but he used the freaking founding fathers for hell's sake. Like that in itself is a political act. And I don't know if he was speaking for Infinite itself or all the Bioshock games, because I mean, Bioshock one is really political as well. Like it's just interesting, like his, um, his vision. And I'm not like, I don't know. It's, I definitely, I actually, Sorry to interrupt. I actually would argue that he did an okay job of making it not too political. Like, the settings are obviously very politically charged. Um, But, like, I liked how Marley, like, Marley, your research showed, like, it's more about making the choice. And it's not, it didn't seem so, like, in your face, like, this is right, this is wrong. It was just there. And you were Mm -hmm. like... You know, and I, you obviously, if you hopefully went to, I don't know, school and got a decent education on, you know, how bad things happened, um, then you, you know, you obviously have a gut reaction to either side and you're like, ah, that's wrong, you know, and you make that choice. But like, it wasn't too aggressive of like, Oh, be a liberal, you know, or whatever like that. You well, know? for me, it felt very, um, which is something I believe politically that everyone wants to be a good person. And so it is about the choices you make personally and how you choose to react to what's going on in the world around you so that you can be a better person and make the people around you better people. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess is, abstractly political but also feels political to me but i'm probably the most political one of our little I mean, <laughs> to me that just sounds like that's that doesn't really sound political that just sounds like what philosophical human it sounds like what human philosophical. it sounds like what human nature should be it's human yeah. nature mm-hmm. which how cool that this game would spark this whole conversation you know because there is a lot to think about there's a lot to process just from the environment. And I think that's something that Bioshock as a series really masters is mm-hmm. like these environments and settings and situations and characters that really make you think like, am I for capitalism? <laughs> you know, or like, where did this go wrong? You know, where did this system go wrong? And well, not to things mention like the that. Flawed natures of our founding fathers. Like, yeah, obviously they did amazing things, but. We're all human. Yeah. Well, true. and and just like what these two cities, Rapture and Columbia, kind of represent is that there's this group of people who they decided that they didn't, you know, they wanted to create their own society. They wanted their own government. And so they left, you know, they brought other people with them. They created a whole new um, city and everything, you know, like, because they just, they wanted to be able to have their views and their um, roles and everything like they wanted it a certain way and they obviously weren't getting that in whatever country or wherever they came from. So they were like, okay, I'm going to go do my own thing then. And I'm going to be cool and make a city that sits on blimps and sits and it's up in the air. <laughs> right. yeah, Columbia is supposed to be like the <laughs> idealistic version of like white United States, which they do a good job of like, personifying mm-hmm. with the racism and servitude. <laughs> Anyways, like, yeah, it, it's just a very interesting setting and uh, brings up emotions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Our emotions. Um, besides the setting, what did you guys think of the story? Um, I don't want to go too far into detail because it gets complicated fast. Um, yeah, it does. Spoilers, which we should have mentioned at the beginning. Yes, there will be spoilers. <laughs> um, the twist in Bioshock Infinite is one of my favorites. I think it's very cool and very dark. Mm. So I agree. Yeah, and it's something that it's like <laughs> I you. said, like it's so big and so complex. I forgot. Like it wasn't until my second playthrough that I'm like, oh yeah, like I remember this. Like Booker poor guy like you know but yeah booker's (gasps) comstock i forgot that i completely forgot that like after my first playthrough um and then played it a few years down the line and like 
there was, I don't know, there was so much that went on, like, in the last maybe three hours of gameplay that I had a hard time keeping up because, mm-hmm. like, there's so much. And it's it's good. I, well, but I will last... say, go Sorry. ahead, Steph. I was just going to say, the last couple hours, there's a ton of cutscenes, which mm-hmm. is really, like, it is good. Like, like no, like they're finishing up the story, but there's so much to finish up that it's a ton of cutscenes. Well, which isn't and, bad to me. No, but it also kind of just shows that, like, it, like because in the in the game, yeah, there during the throughout the game, there are a lot of different areas where, depending on what choices you make in the game, um, you know, affect how things go on later on. But at the same time, like there's still a certain ending that's going to happen, you know? And so they got to wrap things up. And so, yeah, there is going to be a lot of cutscenes. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, cause I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this one, it's, it is the same ending no matter what. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's not multiple endings as far as we know. No. So the but, ending is for people who don't know is you, um, Booker Duet ends up being another, incarnation of father comstock who was the cult leader in columbia that um kidnapped elizabeth and you go back in time to when you are baptized and take the name father comstock and all the reincarnations of elizabeth drown you so that you don't cause you just like so you don't get to brainwash her and use her as a tool for your um cultist and elitism cultism and they're not they're not really so much as in reincarnations but more like there's multiple universes yeah. there's multiple timelines yeah. going on and so there's different versions of the same person and and i mean and i guess because like i i read on the wikipedia page because because booker slash comstock went like he bounced through universes so much it actually made him become sterile and so that's why he kept going back to to try to get um, Elizabeth because he needed an heir. Yeah. And Elizabeth, I mean, again, spoilers is his daughter. You know, like it's it is his daughter, and so he wants her to come back to Columbia. But it's just all this like whole messed up thing, and it's yeah, not. He, I don't think talk he doesn't situation yeah i'm like he's not doing this the right way at all and then obviously we have booker who is the same person now trying to come and save her and like oh yeah it's just like this whole thing that just keeps happening and happening and it's it is interesting because we i mean we got to talk about the very very last scene yes where after the multiple elizabeths drown you you wake up to the same knock on the door like booker kind of thing and then it just like cuts the black and you're like mm-hmm. well you're supposed to be walking into <laughs> elizabeth's room aren't you i can't remember I'll as a honest. baby i, I think it's as a baby so it's like earlier on which like leads to so many questions i will say um when i played through the first and even second time I wasn't crazy about the end. Um, I wasn't crazy about, like, I was just like, okay, this got a little blown up. Like, it was just a little bit much. Um, But playing Burial at Sea really helped me to, like, understand the story, but also to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Like, I will say, like, if you're going to play Bioshock Infinite, after listening to all of our spoilers, (laughs) then please, 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 please get Burial at Sea. Um, because it completes it. Like it supplements it in such a good way that on my second playthrough, I played burial at sea after, and I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, so like, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to knock off a rating point or anything for, um, how I felt about the story because with burial at sea, like it all made it better, <laughs> but I don't know. What did you guys think? I love the ending. Yeah. But and I also played Barry Altsy with you guys, and I thought like it is a really good addition to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they left it open for a fourth Bioshock, which um, we've heard whisperings about in the internet. Yeah, they might be doing. So 
that makes me excited. Bioshock series is one of my favorites. It's probably one of my first like real introductions to a first person shooters where I actually played and didn't like watch people play or it wasn't 007 or GoldenEye. <laughs> It's because you stole my Xbox in college. <laughs> I remember um, Excuse me. I think I have a picture of you and Blake playing it on my floor because you brought it over to play with him. Yeah, and there. then I left it I there, was there and you kept it forever. <laughs> <laughs> I lived across the street. Come you kept it forever. <laughs> no, wait. No, I thought you were talking about the time when Lindsay, when me, you, and Blake played infinite like all oh, day and bad. steph was at work <laughs> and she like came home we were like almost done and we're she's like, like uh, she's like yeah this game for me you i want to see it and then we, it. we all it started all day. together <laughs> i'm sorry I mean, I play the <laughs> it's such a good game we wanted to see what happened yeah it is. i would have loved to play it with you guys <laughs> it's your fault for having to go to work <laughs> I actually do not ever up. quote me or on I that because i <laughs> anyway. uh, I mean it was it, even though I feel bad for leaving Steph out that was still like you it know, was still a fun you know. I, I do <laughs> but it was I still like a fun it was still a fun memory because like seriously like me and Lindsay and Blake all day just like straight played it and it was it was actually a lot of fun and actually I think if I remember right Cause I didn't, I didn't know like anything about Bioshock. Like I was such a video game noob. And I think like after playing that, I think that was what sparked me to play the first Bioshock with you, Lindsay. Yay! Remember? I you do remember? remember that actually. Yeah. I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Well, and I, I talked <laughs> exactly. What? That something you guys played without me too? No, we played with you. I knew we were there. Was I there? We were roommates. Calm down. We were, we were living around. together. There's no way you weren't. I do think so. That time that Lindsay brought over her Xbox and left it there and could have picked it up whenever she wanted because she lived across the street and we never locked our doors. Um, <laughs> I was playing Bioshock alone one night with like a blanket over me and like my hair up in a messy bun and all the lights off. And, uh, <laughs> and actually the TV was on the ground. So I was like sitting on the ground cross-legged and like playing Bioshock. And it was right when Blake and I had like first started dating or something. So I think it was like one of the first times he saw, like I hadn't tried to get put together and like make myself cute. I was just playing a game and enjoying myself in sweatpants and probably no bra again. And that probably turned him on more. Yeah. And I think not the no bra thing, but the the, the rest of it. Sealed our fate. Hmm. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I know it's funny how like Lindsay, Lindsay's the one who introduced the Bioshock series oh. to us. I'm proud. No, Bioshock's no. a big deal to me. Like, I'm happy to have shared it because it's such a good series and it's so captivating that mm-hmm. you know it's worth sharing. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there's. Some- aesthetic of both games i mean mm-hmm. we'll talk about infinite itself the aesthetic is just not just like steampunky and fun and cool but it's pretty mm-hmm. definitely and scary it's and so scary. it's everything it's mm-hmm. so good oh yeah i think it really shows how beauty and terror can go hand in hand yes just, I just was, like you Steph. i'll get philosophical again yes <laughs> i want people to be scared about how beautiful i am <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, should yeah, okay. <laughs> should we move on? <laughs> no. Do want to do? We want to focus on that for a little longer. No, let's move on. Let's move past that. Um, favorite characters. I feel like there's only three really to choose from. There's a lot. Okay, there's tons. If I you can even remember them, Steph. I knew who they were. I just couldn't remember their names. Let's be real. Who's, who's played this recently? I Yeah, but you guys it. did your Wikipedia research. Yeah. I played it like a year ago. Or more. More than a year ago. Who, who is the um, leader of the Vox Populi? She was cool. Oh, I know her name. I can't remember. Um, she's in my top five and 
I really mm-hmm. like the songbird. <laughs> yeah, weird? we haven't talked about the songbird a lot. It's fucking creepy, but very it's cool. It's so cool. Like when you when you're on that ship, and you have the big battle with the songbird, and you like can control oh, it. It's, that it's, was it's, amazing. Yes, it's, it's Daisy Fitzroy. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I my favorite was I like I said it earlier, but I really like the Lutis twins. Mm-hmm. I think they're just so like they're so interesting because they're just like they're there, but not really. Like yeah, they like- kind of just like phase in and out and just pop up in random places. And you're just like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. But they're so like whimsical and they are funny and they're just like um, they're like the observers. It's yeah, so and cool. they definitely bring a little bit of levity to such a dark game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Elizabeth. I appreciate badass video game characters. Mm. Well, and I mean, we're not gonna go too much into it right now because I'm sure we will at a suit uh very soon time future time what am i saying um in upcoming events we just like yeah. well, I, feel like, I feel like you really see elizabeth shine in the dlc burial at sea you, you see you see a lot more of her and because she's kind of she's like a little bit older mm-hmm. and um she and she brings it all together. She kind of has that I like got excited. Femme, <laughs> yeah, she has like that femme fatale, like yeah, like mysterious, mysterious like vibes going on. And she's like so gorgeous. Like if I was going to a cause, like going to cosplay Elizabeth, I would choose her, like her outfit and her aesthetic from Barry Litzy. Yeah, that 100%. would be a interesting cosplay. It would It'd be cool. It'd be cool. And I don't know, like how she sacrifices everything to get Jack to Rapture. Mm-hmm. Damn. Like, gosh, what a great story. It all comes so, yeah. together. It all comes together. <laughs> a little pinky finger. Mm-hmm. There's always a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's always a lighthouse. But yeah, uh, let's do ratings. Should we do ratings? Is everyone eating or drinking something? Uh, uh, no. Uh, no. I have a mug full of um, Moscato. Ooh. I mean, I have a water bottle. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> I forbid you to give ratings in water. <laughs> no. That is a uh, five tall glasses of water. <laughs> Okay, no, I'll do because I have I have some um, creamies in my freezer, so I'll use and I had one earlier, and I'll probably have one. Ooh, my mug says "party animal" and it's a sloth. It's cute. I just thought people would appreciate that. That's adorable. Um, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do creamies. I'll do cafe Rio salads because that's what I had for dinner. (laughs) I love it. No, cafe dessert. We haven't always had that rule. Okay, fine. We had uh, Swig cookies last night. Do it in Swig. Swig oh, cookies. Yeah. I'll do that. Let's all do Swig cookies. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to give this game four out of five Swig cookies. Maybe like a 4.5. I, like I said, I love the Bioshock series. I love the gameplay in this. Um, it was very dark, but I was, <laughs> during my Wikipedia research, uh, the game dev also talked about how people thought this was the most violent of the Bioshock games. Which, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and people were like, I wish it was less violent. And it's kind of how it's all about how Booker is a violent human in itself. So you can't take away the violence and keep the story. I don't know why I started talking about that. Um, I really enjoyed this game. <laughs> um, it's, I not my favorite of the Bioshock series, but I I think I'm always down to play Bio one of the Bioshock games. So four out of five, four point two five, great game. I love it. Are you okay there, Lindsay? Yeah, Lindsay, <laughs> yeah no, my I have one percent battery. I just realized. <laughs> So I was like frantically trying to plug it in, but when I unplugged my headphones, it won't let me plug in. Yeah. So yeah, I was panicking there for a second. It probably <laughs> looked terrible. 
Um, is it I'll go to read? Yeah. Or do you want me to go next? Go ahead and go. Okay, you if go I last. Seen guys, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, you didn't plug in? No, because it won't let me. Um, it, I can't hear you guys if I unplug my headphones. Oh, okay. You well, you. Hey, you go, ne- you go, Lindsay. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. Um, I, yeah. Um, I would give this game also a 4.5 out of 5. The end of, just got a little too wonky for me, I think. So without the supplement of Burial at Sea, I just, it, it, it knocked it down just a little bit for me. But the gameplay is great. The scenery is captivating. The setting is amazing. You know, it's... It's a solid game. Hey, before Lindsay's phone dies, should we take a picture of ourselves? Because we're vain. Like on your, or you just can do it on your phone? Uh, I'm on a laptop. Why don't one of you screenshot it? This is the content you guys are here for. I think I got it. I don't know. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so it's funny because I would give the same rating, four and a half Sway cookies out of five. Um, Even before you guys said all your ratings, like I was thinking that exact same thing because I, I do have to compare this one to the first Bioshock because while they are, they are very different. They're also very similar, but I just, I like the first one better. Like if I was going to go back and be like, I want to play Bioshock. I'm going to go to the first one. Like that is, that would be my go-to. However, Infinite is still really amazing. The story is amazing and you really have to play it from beginning to end. Plus the Burial at Sea DLCs to really get the full like story. Like you really need like all of it. And it's so worth it. And we will talk more. I really want to talk more about Burial at Sea at another time. Um, So hopefully in the near future, um, we can talk more about that because it is also a very awesome game because it just brings both together. And it's so cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why are you doing it that way? I was doing it this way. But anyways, yeah, no, I, this game is amazing. And this is one that we've been wanting to talk about for a while, but we just kind of kept putting it on the back burner. So sorry about that. But well, it's also a great time because I, I feel like the whisperings about a, a follow-up game are getting stronger and stronger. So hopefully it comes mm-hmm. to fruition. Yes, definitely. Well, if you guys have like feedback for us, um, please like, talk to us. We're, we're friendly. We live hearing from, from you guys. So please send us an email. Um, it's down there on the bottom. Um, but it's cutscenes. Sorry. Cutscenes and cupcakes at gmail.com. If you need someone to like, um, party chat with you while you're playing one of the bio Bioshock games, we can be your, we can be there. Cause it gets scary. You need a friend. Yeah, it is. It's, it's good. Or play, pull a Stephanie or Lindsay or Marley and um, play it fully immersed because it's scary as all hell, but it's awesome. Yes, it is good. So it's way good. Well, until next time, grab a friend, eat some sweet cookies, and play some Bioshock. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Bye.